You are listening to Western Iowa's Information Leader, KCIM. I'm Nathan Cones, here with your midday news for Thursday, February 29th, 2024. Three of the seven counties in the immediate Carroll Broadcasting listening area have joined the growing list of active burn bans issued in western Iowa in response to dry conditions and high winds. Guthrie County's burn ban has been in effect since February 24th. Audubon County issued its prohibition on open burning last night, and Carroll County's burn ban began at 10 a.m. this morning. Most forms of outdoor burning are not permitted while those orders are in effect. However, it does not apply to supervised controlled burns that have received a permit, outdoor fireplaces, barbecue grills, or incinerators with openings smaller than one square inch. As of Thursday morning, 22 of Iowa's 99 counties have active burn bans. All counties here in the region do fall under the red flag warning that was issued by the National Weather Service until 6 p.m. tonight due to a combination of strong, sustained winds, low humidity, and an abundance of dry fuel. You can learn more about those burn bans by following the link included with this story on our websites, but just a piece of advice, if you're planning on burning today, simply don't wait for a better day. Looking elsewhere, Governor Kim Reynolds' push for reforms to special education instruction in Iowa have survived the 2024 legislative session's first funnel and remains up for debate in both the Iowa House and Senate. Reynolds announced her plans to refocus Iowa's area education agencies on what they were originally created to do, special education during her condition of the state address in January. After significant pushback from teachers, parents, and administrators, it appeared that her bill, which would have limited AEA services unrelated to special education and given local school boards more control of state and federal funding, was unlikely to gain traction in either chamber. However, District 6 Senator Jason Schultz of Schleswig says the legislation managed to make it through the February 16th funnel. I reported, I think Steve, Brian, and myself all reported in Arcadia last month that we thought the bill was dead. I've answered emails that I thought the bill was dead. I did that sincerely, and then things changed. Senator Lynn Evans of Aurelia is our retired superintendent. I thought he was still working on AEAs to develop the ideas where it should have gone so that there was some groundwork laid for next year. Apparently, you know, sometimes that campfire has an ember still burning underneath there that can start a uh, fresh fire and uh, apparently both chambers have that ember in it. So uh, the issue has come out of funnel on both sides, and yet I am not convinced, I'm not convinced that we have the votes to get all the way to the governor. Both chambers have moved their own version of the bill through committee, so now the challenge will be to see if legislators can find enough common ground to get a bill approved. District 11 Representative Brian Best of Glidden says the House version takes a slower approach to re- the reform process. It creates a legislative task force. At least one of the um, people on the task force would be from the AEA itself. There would be superintendents, principals, teachers, parents. Anybody that's affected would be on this task force. There's still some optimism among some people that this bill could get through this year. I would think that this would be highly unlikely. Schultz says the Senate version focuses more on the perception that AEAs are top-heavy organizations. Currently what we have right now is a plan to try to get uh, more money down to the service providers. Providers themselves hopefully would see almost no change. And I, and I say hopefully because it's not a finished product. I can't predict it. The flow-through money from the state would stop at the school and schools would have an opportunity to choose the services. The federal money would continue, which I actually see as a possibility that ADAs would have more money per student to deal with, especially that clients. But we're still not convinced. So like I said, I'm not sure we've got the, the 
votes in the other chamber, and until I see the, the last version, I, I don't know what we'd have. There is also a report there that would put the AEAs on a reporting system. They'd have to file a plan, how they would lower their administrative costs by 30%, because that's really kind of the genesis of the problem. The administrative costs of $70 million across the state. We've got CEOs making $345,000. We don't think it's an appropriate use of tax dollars. Schultz says he is undecided on the bill until a final version comes together. Best says his concern lies with how it might impact the smaller rural schools like the ones found in his district. Doing this in the next month or two, I think, is, is just very difficult prospects. So until I can be convinced that a small school isn't going to get hurt by this, I would say that I'd probably be a no. I think the original bill, when it came out, just totally burning the house down. And some of us are saying, well, let's not burn the house down. Let's just fix what needs to be fixed, the windows and the doors or whatever it would be. But there are some things that, that really probably need to be done. There are some very huge salaries for people in the AEA at the very top levels. And I think what they would, what I'd really like to see happen is have the AEAs have more of those people that are out there in the schools taking care of the kids and doing what they need to be doing and maybe a little fewer chiefs at the very top. Iowa currently spends around $5,300 more per student than the national average, but Iowa students with disabilities have consistently scored worse on assessments compared to their peers in other states. And the Glen Ralston and Coon Rapids Baird Community School Districts have officially named their new superintendent. The districts have appointed Thomas Ritter for the leadership role with a two-year contract, serving as interim superintendent due to the other finalists removing himself from consideration, combined with Ritter's lack of experience in a shared agreement. Ritter previously served as the superintendent for the Logan Magnolia Community School District, supervising the schools and assisting with recruiting, hiring, evaluating, and training staff. A few of the more significant accomplishments established by Ritter in his time at Logan Magnolia were generating one-to-one -one technology for all students in the district, organizing a three-year-old preschool program, and overseeing the passage of a $12.4 million bond issued in March of 2022. Ritter says, My family and I are thrilled to be joining the Coon Rapids Barrett and Glen Ralston school districts. Both are well supported by their communities, are in solid financial shape, and most importantly, are dedicated to serving their students and providing the best education possible. We are looking forward to meeting people, learning more about both districts and the communities, and making this area our new home. Board presidents for both districts, Tim Lee of Coon Rapids Baird and Michael Schulz of Glenn Ralston, shared the following statement. Tom Ritter is eminently qualified to serve as the shared superintendent. Both boards were impressed with his visibility, approachability, and superintendent experience. We are very pleased to have Tom as superintendent for both our districts. Ritter will officially take over leading the Coon Rapids Baird and Glenn Ralston Community School Districts on July 1st. And we do need to step away here for just a moment. We'll be right back. There's more news always on the way after this on KCIM. Spring is in the air and Easter is just around the corner. Spruce up with the latest home decor from Janine's Hallmark. From beautiful throw pillows to charming bunnies, even garden flags for outside. Add a touch of whimsy to your home. Only at Janine's Hallmark in downtown Carroll. Carroll County Fest is forever annual banquet this Saturday at the Arcadia Legion Hall. Plan the hunts at 5 p.m., dinner at 6 p.m., auction at 7.30 p.m. You can purchase tickets from any member or at the door. Carroll County Fest is forever banquet this Saturday. Welcome back to KCIM's Midday News. I'm Nathan Cones reporting. The Carroll Chamber of Commerce is seeking sponsors for its 2024 Live and Local Summer Concert Series. 
There are five dates on this year's schedule, June 6th, June 27th, July 25th, August 22nd, and then September 19th. The Chamber has two sponsorship levels available. For $2,000, select sponsors will have a banner on the front of the stage. Their logo will be included with any marketing related to that event, and they could also introduce the evening's band and interact with the crowd between sets. At $500 is the group sponsor, which includes a smaller banner on the front of the stage and mentions uh, during event promotions. Live and Local began in 2021 and has grown into one of Carroll's most popular summertime attractions, drawing hundreds of music lovers to downtown each time it's held. Businesses interested in sponsoring the 2024 at Live and Local Concert Series can reach out to the Chamber directly by calling 712-792-4383 or by emailing r.nace at caroliowa.com. That is r.nace, N-E-E-S, at caroliowa.com. Residents of Glidden can expect to see an increase in their sewer rates this upcoming summer to coincide with the new wastewater plant and other sewer projects that need to be completed. City Administrator Brooke Peterson says the City Council has approved the adjustment to the charges during a Monday night's meeting, waiting three years since the previous increase of the rates. Initially, when we did the sewer rate analysis three years ago, the financial advisor did recommend that we would need to continue to ramp up our sewer rates, but the council did not want to. They wanted to just do three years at a time kind of thing and then reevaluate where we were sitting then. So the three years has been up since we did the ramp up of the tiered increase. Peterson says additional projects that needed to be factored in were also added, which included a sewer extension as well as a plan to renovate the sewer lift station this winter. Peterson says both of those projects were over $100,000 that were not initially planned for, and adjusting the sewer rates will ensure the city can keep their sewers operational. I worked with the financial advisor, gave her all of the operating figures and the financial projections and talked to her about how we need to start doing slip lining in town. So that's a capital improvements project that we need to factor into the budget. She did still recommend that we need to continue doing sewer rate increases that we're still able to do all of these things, maintain operations and pay our SRF loan back. The current rates are set at $11.58 for a monthly fee, and the consumption price is $11.91 per 1,000 gallons used. The new fees would increase to $13.34 monthly and $12.97 for every 1,000 gallons used. Residents will see the change of rates on their bills in July of this year. And movement in the Iowa fuel market was mixed over the past week, according to the latest report from the Iowa Department of Agriculture and AAA Iowa. As of Wednesday, February 28th, the average price for a gallon of regular uh, unleaded gasoline climbed five cents on the week to 306, nine cents below prices from a year ago. The national average climbed two cents to 329 per gallon. Retail diesel prices in Iowa took a different track, dropping three cents to a statewide average of 380 per gallon. Local prices remained 27 cents below the $4.07 national average and 19 cents below prices from last year. Wholesale ethanol was unchanged from $2.16. In heating fuels, propane prices were unchanged from $1.59 per gallon. Home heating oil dipped 13 cents to $3.14 per gallon. And the natural gas prices at the Henry Hub reporting site rose 10 cents to $1.86 per MMBTU. That will be wrapping up your KCIM Midday News for Thursday, February 29th, 2024. I'm Nathan Cones reporting.